Aaron Zamical is a one-man shark tank. Passionate about helping others commercialize their ideas, Aaron's directed a portfolio of companies generating in excess of $400 million per year. Having grown and exited one of Australia's most successful wealth management companies, Aaron now has interests within artificial intelligence, IoT, aged care, meal delivery, manufacturing, and technology. What blows me away the most about Aaron is that he somehow manages to do all of this while prioritizing family first. Aaron's a committed husband and dad to three beautiful children. So I'm sure you're as excited as I am to learn any Jedi powers he's able to share with us today. So let's get into it. Your work life, love life, and personal life are not separate compartmentalized realities. They're your life. Struggling in one means struggling in yourself. If you want a great life and not just a great career or business, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Levi the Mind Body Guy Watts. Let's master your mindset and hack your potential. So, Aaron Zemical, welcome to Mind Body HQ. Yeah, thanks for having me, Levi. Pleasure. Now, uh, one of our big philosophies here is getting straight to the learning. So, um, I'm going to ask you, what life hack are you sharing with us? So, where have you had to battle in your life or learn the hard way that's transformed your, your life? Yeah. Well, I have a couple, but I think the, the one I wanted to share was, uh, you know, it was, it was about 10 years ago now. So I'm 39, 40, mm-hmm. big four zero next year. Nice. Which is exciting. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, I probably spent a good, uh, five or six years of my twenties. Um, you know, looking back, I'd say that I was lost, right? So partying hard, a lot of um, uh, drinking and international travel and, mm-hmm. you know, and I was living a, uh, uh, on the outside anyway, a, a great life, if you like, but uh, yep. it was really impacting my relationships. And I remember flying back from Vegas. I just had my 30th uh, birthday party in Vegas and thinking, you know, I was on the flight um, thinking that I need to, changed my life, right? But yep. I was very blessed. I had a lot of sort of boxes being ticked. Um, but there was kind of a deep sense of loneliness there. So, um, and the way that I describe it now is this misalignment of priorities. You know, my mm-hmm. internal priorities weren't aligned with my external behavior. Um, and, you know, for me, you know, having- What are your internal priorities? Are you able to share those? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So number one is my wife. Um, actually, she realigned my priorities with a phone call. We'd, we'd only been dating for a couple of months after that flight, actually. And, uh, um, you know, there was this, there's this phone call that I think it was, you know, I'd, I'd uh, cancelled another dinner, right? Because there was a party on the Gold Coast and <laughs> on a boat and, you know, I was ready to go. And, uh and she she called me and we'd only known each other a couple of months and it was like you know your life changes in an instant right so mm. the phone call was basically saying that you know I'm a I'm a human being and essentially if we want to if you want to make this work you you need to prioritize me shouldn't say it like that but i remember sitting down and and Really from that instant, my priority list changed. You know, she became my priority and everything kind of fell into place after that, you know. 
Um, yeah. Sorry. And that was the, uh, you feel like that was the, the fear or the, the pain of potentially losing her was, was a big enough jolt? I think it was that, you know, this is what actually, what I, what I always wanted was right before me, right? And that whether my judgment in the past had been clouded or my, you know, I, I was focusing or, or moving towards the wrong things that I thought would make me happy that this was something that was was right in front of me, that was making me happy, that I needed to really commit to. Um, and, you know, we still, you know, we've been married for, we, we've, not, we've been together 10 years, we've been married for seven years, um, mm-hmm. three kids in two and a half years, so we did well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we still talk about this, well, I still talk about this call, you know, um, that it was just one of those defining watershed moments in my life that, uh, that I could see, you know, um, and, and really understanding that to get what I want out of my life, I need to have this alignment of internal priorities and external priorities. It's like, um, you know, I'm a fan of Stephen Covey, right? You know, Covey, Seven Habits. One of, one of my biggest, yeah, favourite books, biggest yeah. mentors. So, you know, he talks about the ladder and the wall, right? So mm-hmm. I'm climbing the ladder and really it was leaning against the wrong wall and it was one of those moments where the wall kind of was rebuilt and I was still progressing, I was still climbing up, but my ladder was always leaning on the wrong wall, you know, Um uh, so I think about that a lot too, actually. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's important. Mm. Yeah. So externally you'd, you'd already uh, exited one business successfully, you know, from the outside in, everything was just like, wow, he's living the blessed life, but you just, it, it was, there was something big missing. And, and when well, you well, wind that. The exit was um, when we found out we were having twins oh. with a eight, with a 12 month old baby at the time. So, you know, this, this, uh, you know, I'd started, I'd started young, like 19, 20 years old, giving financial advice. Um, and so, you know, even in my late twenties, I was still you know, in that business and growing that business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was really before it was before the exit. It was before kids. Um, I was like three years into my EO uh, journey um, mm-hmm. when things really started to change yeah for the better yeah, yeah. And, and what are some of the things you noticed once you got that 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 alignment you know if, if someone's listening right now and they're thinking yeah I felt that too I feel like I've got some success happening but something's missing you know because I feel like that's it's a, a bit of a common one for us um, entrepreneurs I didn't I never had that that, that phone call from a, a partner I just had three partners that left and I was like you know what? Um, yeah, I, I don't want this to keep happening. I I probably need to spend some time with some of them. Um, yeah, it, it was almost the same, but just not the not the phone call. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I, I think about it. It's like, you know, it's inside out, right? Yeah. It starts inside and then it goes out. And I think um, my life, sort of leading up, to it was outside in you know, pulling things outside in, thinking this yeah. is going to work. Oh, no, this will work. Or, And really I had to to look inside and start with myself um, and really understand what what it is that I want. 
And, you know, entrepreneurs are, are pretty good, right? Once you understand and know what you want, it's like a bull at a gate. Um, yeah. It's hard to little stop. Goal. Yeah, you've got the energy and the flow and, you know, away you go. And for me, that was um, – I'd achieved a lot up until that point, but, you know, this was uh, – yeah, this was the, the best – the best thing really that ever happened to me. So, mm. And so would you say your number one, your number one value in life is, is family over everything? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. I've had mentors and um, I've, you know, I've been blessed to travel the world and meet lots of people from, you know, uh, a successful startup to a $5 billion exit um, dairy queen, Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um and sort of asking questions and listening to people and uh, there's just so much regret, right? That I could earn another zero and another zero, but if I lose my family, if I lose the person that I love, then, you know, what am I doing? Um, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. And so there's certain things, you know, that like I, I do a lot of the school drop-off and pick-up with Jackson who's in prep um, because... Uh, a friend of mine shared one of their biggest regrets was not doing that. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to do that. Right. Or um, not giving time to their wife or prioritizing those things over work. Um, uh, and so I learn a lot from those regrets from others, you know, from other regrets. Uh, I'm still a work in progress. I don't always get it right. But, <laughs> you know, I try and I, I keep it in my conscious mind, you know, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've heard that uh, a little bit of that that story. It was one of the things that impressed me the most about you. So, you know, on paper, you're like, "How does this guy even sleep? Like, what's he do?" And then you're like, "No, nah, he prioritizes school drop offs." You know, like it's yeah, it's it's the stuff that that I like. I love listening to that because it's the thing that I want to aspire to as as well. You know, and I make sure I prioritize those things because, like, just like you're saying, it's you've heard the regrets. Yeah. I guess a lot of people that I deal with live in regrets, you know, like their life is a regret and mm. it's, it's a harsh place to live. Mm. Well, I also think it's like, just, you know, it's about decisions, right? Our life is a series of decisions up to right now, you know, mm. on Wednesday night here in, I'm in Brisbane, you're on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Our life right now is a series of decisions. So, you know, I spend a lot of time, and a lot of debriefing and practice on how I make decisions, why do I make decisions, um, and ultimately I can create more space and time in my life and still execute and grow um, and not have to be, you know, uh, not being forced into situations where that don't align with my priorities, you know? Yep. And and I think people respect that, you know, it's... um. You know, and, and, and word travels, you know, like I don't, you know, you're not going to get a meeting out of me at 5 p.m. or, yeah. or even 4 p.m. or even 3 p.m. because that's school pickup, you know, like it's, uh, yeah. I think someone said to me, you know, opportunities are like, is like, the, is like a bus stop. You just have to yeah. wait for the next one, you know, and my kids, I can't stop my kids from getting older, you know. I can't, yep. I, I can't spend enough time with my wife because, you know, I want to do that every day and every minute. And, you know, and, and all these, you, you've, you've got a child as well. So you understand, like, you, you can miss those yeah. things. We can't rewind the time. Um, and so I don't want to... I saw a, a great meme last week that said, um, 
you've got 18 summers with your child. Um, yeah. That's just think about that for a second. Yeah. Like, yeah, shit. yeah. Yeah. And you know, my wife and I went to parenting class before we had kids, right? Cause our friends were having kids. We thought, Oh, let's go along. You know, we, we might have kids one day. And one of the guys said, there'll be a moment when your child says to you, uh, I don't want you to read that story tonight, dad. And that will be the last time that you'll ever read them a story at night. No. Right. He said that will, that will happen. And you know what? It's happening on and off now with, with our, with our six year old. Now I've, I read to him nearly every night anyway. I've, I've put yeah. my time in, but you know, I'm never going to, you're never going to get that back. Right. It's gone. Mm. And it's gone forever. So, you know, I think about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know how many countless stories of people focusing on their business and, and just missing all of that. It's, um... Yeah. And like my men, you know, I spent a bit of time with Warren Runstand recently. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I, I believe you can have it all. You can be wealthy. You can be happy. You can have a great marriage. You can be a great father or a, or a great mother. Um, you can have everything that you want. You don't need to compromise Yep. Right. Because it's ultimately, it's about discipline, discipline to say yes, discipline to say no, discipline to make lists, to, to be on time, to finish on time to, you know, it's, it's all about discipline. Right. Yeah. 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 And I love that. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn, who's a, you know, yeah. old, old, uh, we, we love Jim Rohn in our house. My wife listens to him all the time too. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, he, he, I love what he says about discipline and regret. You know, he says that the pain of discipline is much less than the pain of regret. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, like, well, discipline. Um, it, it feels like you've got a very strong boundaries too, which is something that I find a lot of people really something I've had to work really hard on as well. It's like you've got to first respect yourself enough to to have the boundary to say no. But yes, even before that, like, basically, what you said, you've got to know where your priorities and values are to have those boundaries or right. how do you create those? And you I think know, it so takes courage, clear, right? It's all about courage because, mm. and, and, and a deep understanding or a deep belief that by being disciplined and by, and prioritizing that good things will happen. Right. I think it's like, if I, if I'm making decisions that aren't based on my priority list or um, you know, I'm not disciplined enough to follow through and do these things. Uh, then, you know, what, like, it's, it's like, you know, I, if I'm, if I'm disciplined and I prioritize, I expect good things to happen and they do. Mm-hmm. So why would I be, why would I not be that? Yes. You know, yeah. people say, oh, I'm not disciplined or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this and, and I really want to understand why, because sometimes I don't get it, you know? But the answer is to prioritize your life and to be disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that creates simple. I think I was just talking about this recently is like discipline creates the freedom that everyone wants, but by avoiding discipline, um, because you don't want to be restricted and yes. y- you get no freedom. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like this right. horrible catch 22. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember, um, sitting in Bahrain, in a, you know, uh, Bahrain, which is an island off, um, yeah. Saudi Arabia and uh, listening to a guy called Dan Depardi. I don't know if you've heard of him. No. You know, he's a Australian 
Buddhist monk, lives in Manhattan now. Um, you know, and he was, it was at a global leadership conference. And uh, I was, it was two months before I was getting married, right? And I'm listening to this guy. He's got like a, uh, like a dot on his forehead. And uh, he, you know, he spent 10 years practicing doing one thing at a time, yep. right? And he said that we need to understand that our energy is not infinite, right? We have to conserve our energy. Mm. And he talked about this energy cup, right? And the energy cup, you know, every time you wake up, as long as you get a good sleep, and we'll talk about sleep a little bit later, but as long as you get a good sleep, your energy cup is full. And if you expel all that energy when you're working, what's left for your relationships, your family, yeah. your children, right? And so he built a business on helping people only spend 50% of their energy and have 50% left for when they walk through the door for their family and their loved ones. Because, of the, you know, he's saying right now we're at this epidemic of energy um, zapping where it's like go, 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 and suddenly things in our life start to fall apart because we only have so much energy, right? We have to conserve it and direct it into the right areas. Um, 100%. Yeah. And so I flew home and uh, told my wife about this energy cup, you know, this, yeah. that, that if we get this cup right, if I get this cup right, I can, we can really, I can really have it all. Yeah. And it's yeah. been such a mantra and a visualization and, yeah, it's been so powerful in our life anyway. Yeah. How have you, um, because, I mean, that follows or it sounds similar to uh, what I would call decision fatigue, you know, like we, we've been basically you've only got a certain amount of as the day goes on and you've, your energy drops and your, your discipline drops as well and that's yeah. so you try and put the harder things at the start. In my head, it's like if you're trying to keep 50% for your family, you better damn um, do everything with them in the morning. <laughs> um, I agree. Yeah. It works bloody tough. And yeah. there's, you know, there's crap that pops up every day. Correct. Um, yeah. And we know, you know, Warren Runstan talks about this a lot. You know, he said that your week should be like interval training. It should be like going to the gym or, or working out, you know, like in, done in spurts with a recovery yeah. period and then do it again. Not one, 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 one. And then, you know, you're, your output declines. Yes. And you know, I mean, you know, I, I love that because I look for competitive advantages in a deal or in a negotiation, right? And so I, I'm, I'm sitting in front of people who are clearly overworked, lost in yeah. thought, tired. Been, they haven't been interval training. They've just been going, going, going. And their output or their decision-making is, is, is flawed, Right. And so, you know, from a commercial side of things, I think, well, we're going to win. Yeah. Right? From a human being empathy side of things, I think, well, you know, let, let's talk about this, <laughs> you know, because yep. you're not a robot. And, you know, and you see that a lot in the corporate world. I mean, I, you know, I don't – I work with corporates. I don't work in corporates. Um, yeah. The closest I want to get. So, but, yeah, I just, I just see this um, – this decision fatigue happening everywhere yeah and thinking and, and I always say to people when did we when did we decide that thinking about something or um, uh, you know 
pro- processing something so fast that was going to give us a great outcome. You know, when, yep. when did we, when did we think that was a good idea? You know? And so I really challenged that. I mean, I did 30 meetings a week for like nearly 10 years. Right. Yeah. I will never do that again. <laughs> and maybe I had to do it to learn what not to do. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But clearly performance is affected by that. You know? Yeah. It, it hundred percent is. Yeah. Mm. And I agree. I mean, I'd be all for bringing back in daytime naps. I, I don't know, but um, I didn't work a Wednesday for nearly 10 years. So I did a four day week. This was even yep. before children um, came out of a conversation with uh, the founder of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Brian Scudamore in Vancouver, you know, the largest junk removal company in the world now. Wow. And his company was failing and he started taking Fridays off. Not working more, but working less. Yep. And that was the catalyst for the turnaround in the business. Yeah, Wow. And so I still do a four-day week. Yeah. Yep. Very important. Mm. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I don't know who, who, how many people are going to jump on that um, straight away, but uh, <laughs> baby steps. Well, you know, there's, baby there's some steps. countries that are considering it. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure the people will be uh, 100% in. The entrepreneurs will be, uh, yeah, what's going on? Um, yeah. automation, I'm totally might, with you. automation might give us more time. You never know. We might be thinking more or... Yes, as long as we learn, I, I think the worst thing about automation and, and the, uh, the IT world is that everyone's so contactable so often. Like that, yes. That's really my, what I do all day is just yeah. turn shit off so no one can touch me. Right, because, you, need, you need to be uh, disciplined to turn it off. And I think that's... Yeah, and you've got to have clear boundaries to, and, and to be able to communicate that so no one gets upset either yeah. because once, once, they, once they understand it, people are, I find people are fine. Yeah. But until that, it's like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, and look, I, look I, no, I'm not perfect on that either. You know, like the connected thing is, is always a challenge. Where I, when I wanted to work less when we had kids, I thought, I read this report from the Harvard Business School that mm-hmm. 48% of the time we're lost in thought. So we're not thinking about what is happening now. We're lost in yeah. a magical world, <laughs> Right that doesn't exist in our heads 48% of the time. So if I said, look, that's probably generous. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah, maybe it is generous. Yeah. But I thought about that and said, well, okay, I could do a three day week or a two day week, which I did for 18 months when our twins were born. Right? Wow. And in the same, say two days, I could do a four day, four and a half day week by not being lost in thought. So I started meditating. Um, you know, it's an age old, popular thing now yeah this was like four years ago mm-hmm. i've been meditating for four years 10 minutes a day um i don't i don't think i'm you know 100 percent present right but i i reckon um you know i reckon uh i that thought it's nowhere near the 48 percent. it's maybe 10 percent lost in thought um, you found a big difference yeah and, you, and you're difference. most probably I find that people are, uh, who are actively meditating for long, like long durations and, and really get in the habit, mm. they catch themselves a lot sooner when they're out. Like, you know, that you'll, you'll feel, Oh, I'm feeling anxious at the moment. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yep. It. That's because I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, next week or what's coming up. Right. Or... Yeah. And then is this serving me, you know, like, is this thought, this thought is turning into something that is yeah. either going to serve me or not. And so, 
you know, by thinking about this, I'm not going to get closer to solving it, right? That's my, that's my thing. I think, you know, that's what I say to myself. It's like, well, overthinking this is not going to give, get me closer to an answer. Letting it go will get me closer to an answer. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and if you look at like the the whole quantum field, you're you're almost creating the same thing coming back at you. If you're uh, if you keep staying in that spot, you know yeah. you're, you're you're creating your. Yeah, and it just takes practice, you know, a system, discipline, whatever that is. I think it's different for everyone. Um, just trying, you know, doing something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm definitely hearing that uh, that discipline is is big big for you aligning with what's important and being disciplined in, in executing. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that can uh, benefit um, pretty much any entrepreneur that's <laughs> getting frustrated, getting priorities straight, not wasting their time and just making it happen. The next segment is called Gestalt Goodness. Now don't get me wrong at the right time in the right moment. And only when I've asked for it, I love advice, but let's face it. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. As Brene Brown famously says, if you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. In Gestalt Goodness, we ask our expert entrepreneur to give a valued perspective on a viewer's problem by sharing their experience and not their advice. Let's begin. Let's have a quick listen to Adam. How do you stay focused? So when things are going against you or... Are uh, you feeling down or um, uh, things aren't, aren't going as expected? How do you stay focused on the, on the end goal and uh, moving forward? So we've heard from Adam and um, I, I bet you can hear in his voice the, the struggle that's happening mm. at the moment. So mm. tell me about a time when you felt like things were going against you and it was hard to stay focused on achieving your goals. What did you do and how did you get back on track mentally? Yeah, sure. So I definitely uh, heard the emotion in the share and, uh, you know, I feel, I feel for, for Adam, I think it's um, this, this sense of uh, feeling lost or, or losing focus is really relevant. So, you know, I think the, the time that there's been lots of times, but the one that I can recall is sort of post my last exit company um, shareholding being sold and you know it's kind of like uh, uh, there's a there's a sense like the the direction is gone you know there's from a business perspective uh, there's less purpose or you know what am I going to do now kind of thing right yeah and so I was trying different things you know I was, I was on a bunch of boards um, consulting uh, you know spending lots of time with my wife and we had only one child at that that point which was great um uh sorry they're all great but you know that that time was great because we was just three of us and we um we moved to melbourne right what did you so i'm from melbourne originally uh but we decided uh, my wife was pregnant with our twin girls at the time and we thought well we're kind of free right um, yep. and let's let's move and so i was traveling a bit between sydney and melbourne doing the private equity thing, trying to raise some capital for the next adventure. Um, and things weren't really working. And I had a couple of failed startups. Um, I'm, you know, I managed my risk. So I didn't, I didn't um, 
uh, it wasn't a disastrous sort of outcome, but it was yeah. more on this frustration about uh, well, what I'm you know losing focus or having these sort of multiple failures, uh, and things weren't progressing how I planned. Right, so yeah. you know, I, I I also take the view that, uh, and it's a Tony Robbins thing, love him or hate him, that, you know, problems happen for us, not to us. Yeah, for life, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when you realise that these things are happening for me and not to me, have those problems anymore or those challenges, right? So that was a big part of it too. But I also think there are, there are a couple of key things that, that helped me get back on track. The first one was really about um, expectation, self-expectation, right? So thinking about, you know, or judging myself about where I should be, what I should be doing, what I should have achieved by now, right, was a big thing. And so having time and space to let the flow happen, creative thinking, not forced decision-making, um, was really important. That was kind of like number one. The second one was around clarifying what our family strategy is and what we want as a family, right? So we have a strategic plan for our family, just like all my companies have a strategic plan. Well, of course. Plan. Uh, yeah, you'd be disappointed if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to get blown up on some canvas. So if you come over for a Carlton game next year, uh, you'll be able to see it as you walk through the door. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so actually, you know, this, this really has to come first, right? Because from the family strategy comes all the companies and all the things in our life. And we really want a life of abundance, which means we want to be able to handle more, not less. So there's going to be more problems, more challenges. That's what we want, right? Yeah. So family strategy, being really clear on that. And then actually refining what goals mean, and that was about the expectation thing. So, again, it's a Jim Rohn uh, reference about, you know, it's the person that you become yeah. trying to achieve the goal rather than achieving the goal itself. That's yeah, or what you get from it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, understanding that, you know, and I've done quite a few startups now um, and not all of them have been successful. I've got a couple that are going quite well. They will always change, right? There's impermanence there. And it's enjoying, and this is where a strategic plan can be counterintuitive because you've got these goals, but I should be enjoying it right now and good or bad, it is what it is, right? Uh, And, you know, and I fail most of my goals and that's okay um, because it's that change or that step change or paradigm shift. Well, Um, better than okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing if you look at it from an Yeah, that's right. And, And the other one was also, uh, connecting. So I, I took a trip to the US, Silicon Valley, a mm-hmm. um, couple of other colleagues um, that came on the trip as well. And I, I reached out to a bunch of entrepreneurs in San Francisco um, and Silicon Valley. And it was about understanding what, what, what the trends are. And there was a, a theme about, you know, the automatic customer. And that was a, a big thing about like understanding um, how we create wealth and mm-hmm. and how the customer pays and the value that we give for that. And so there was a few you know things that came out of that was was artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, 
aged care um, and health health related uh, type opportunities, and that really aligned my focus on you know where I should where I should play. Yep. Um, and it was kind of that combination, you know, and just giving myself time and and uh, a bit of self care, you know that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I can be hard on myself and, and that's okay because I'm still very motivated. I feel like I'm just starting and that's, that's where I want to be all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's okay to, to not, you know, not be on the clock all the time, you know? Yeah. You can't be in flow every day of your life. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's that whole interval thing, right? You know? Speed, slow down, speed, slow down, speed, slow down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, great. Um, I feel like there's a, a lot of value there for Adam. Um, I would say that uh, if I was going to look at where I felt the same, it oh, was really almost a, a similar situation where I felt like at a certain point in my career, early 2017, we had sort of six businesses that were, felt untouchable. And then we got hit by this media sort of shitstorm out of the blue. Yeah. And two launches that we'd spent, you know, 18 months putting together, hundreds of thousands of dollars put into them just mm. flopped. Mm. And then it was just, it just felt like everything I'd ever done previously was, I'd only ever worked in my passion and, and be, and I just had so much direction that, mm. you know, when you're, when you're aligned that nothing sort of hits you or, yeah. And to see things recover. crumbling and going backwards and and people criticizing something that or you know, but I was just me, it was mm. it was it was just heartbreaking. And mm. you know, at the same time, like my business partners were were really affected and you know, they were almost ready to just go, Well, it's it's not worth it. Like all we're trying to do is help people and yes. it, it's just not worth the pain. And mm. to me, that was the first time really in Oh, since like 2009 when a, another business had fallen over and I had nothing else to go to that yes. I felt directionless and, and I didn't have a, you know, I felt like, well, what if, what if this isn't what I'm supposed to be right. doing? And for me, um, and I don't know if this helps at all, Adam, but it, it truly was, it sounds cliche because everyone's all about values and, and purpose, but it was only the fact that I truly believe that what I do is what I'm here to do um, that, right. that, kept the focus there. It was like, well, this is a momentous battle and barrier, but mm. I don't give a fuck because I will overcome it because mm. this is my purpose. And, yeah. you know, it, it was only that, that, that it kept me going. So my, I don't know how that helps or if that helps, but I felt at that period and it's the most recent time where I just felt lost and just felt mm. like, man, I'm just getting, you know, like yeah, one thing smashed. after the other. Yeah. You're getting yeah, smashed. getting smashed. Oh, I, think it's, I, I think it's like... also okay to not have direction all the time. Yeah. You know, that. I think it's okay. I think it's okay to not be achieving your goals all the time. I actually, I actually think it's, it doesn't even, from my perspective, it doesn't matter if I achieve my goals or not. It's that journey on the way to trying to achieve the goal. So it's about perspective, I think, as well. But it's okay. Yeah, I love... Yeah. I love what you said, or the Tony Robbins quote, but life happens, uh, you know, um, for you, not to you. It's, yeah. it, you know, the things that 
I've learned from that experience, mm-hmm. I would never take back in a billion years. Like there's so much growth and, and we grow in that, that, that in the, pain. the hard times. Yeah. And the pain. Yeah. It's the only yeah, way. So like, you only grow in the pain. Yeah. Comfort is, there's, there's not a lot of growth in comfort, right? <laughs> no, it's nice, but uh, <laughs> it's nice for, but uh, yeah, the growth is, man, it, it sets you up. So uh, I'm, I'm sure there's been a heap of growth uh, from, from what I can hear from Adam and you know, it's, 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 it's there if he's open to look for it. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think too. Yeah. Okay. Next, next section, you know, is, uh, what we call three and three, Aaron. So, uh, don't, didn't want your advice before, but now we want it. We just want to know, you know, uh, three things, three massive life hacks. You've got a minute each. What are the three things that make you the, incredibly successful, awesome human being that you are? Well, the first one is really around, I have three, three or four goals a year, but the difference is that they appear in my, so I use um, Outlook calendar, three, Outlook 365. The, the four goals that I have for the year appear as meetings, 15-minute meetings every day from about 4.30 a.m., so first thing I see every day are my th- three or four goals, right? Love it. Then anything that goes underneath that for my day has to align or directly contribute to me achieving those four goals. That's it. So if I'm doing something during the day that isn't aligned with those four goals, it should be removed from my activity or from my diary. That's wow. Simple. What a great reminder. Yeah. Otherwise, why would I be doing it? right? I can change my goals, no problem, but they should direct my energy. That's the whole point. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is I measure my sleep every night. Yep. Right. So, you know, the act of measuring it improves it. Um, and so, you know, my average sleep quality now is 83%. It's higher than the leading country in the world, which is currently Holland at 79%. <laughs> And I have a 95% sleep regularity. Love it. Um, are you using a, 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 an iWatch or something? Do you... oh, I, don't, I don't like having anything on me when I'm sleeping, but I use um, the Sleep Cycle app, which listens yep. to you now. You don't have to put it under the corner of your bed anymore, under the flat sheet. You can just put it on the side. I put it on airplane mode, uh, flight mode, and uh, it just listens. Yeah. Wow. It's been great. I think I have a couple of years now of data. So, who did you say is the um, the number one sleep nation? Holland, Dutch, and I'm half Dutch. My mother's from Amsterdam. Uh, half you know um, half Dutch. Yep. What practice we picked up from traveling in Switzerland was we now have separate dunas. Oh yes. Um, yes. And that that is just a game changer. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a weird one to get your head around, but yeah. Um, my God, it works. It's, it's just oh. Yeah. A genius over there. You know, and, and I know there's a lot of media or communication about sleep. Like it seems like it's, I don't know, my LinkedIn feed is getting full of sleep. you got to sleep. And it used to be no sleep and now it's proper sleep. And you know, <laughs> like it's hard to know, right? Um, yeah, which, but I get seven, you know, seven and a half hours of actual sleep, uh, which is which is good. Um, and... Yeah, for me, it's just super important. Yeah, sleep, good sleep, and measuring it. What did you? 
what did you do? Um, like if you, you obviously improved your sleep, what were some of the, I mean, just for some extra hacks here, what were some of the things that you did to get that up to a 83%? Yeah. So, you know, I rarely drink alcohol now. I'm an all or nothing guy. So yep. it's better to be nothing. Um, and if I do go out for dinner and have a, a beer or a glass of wine, my sleep is cactus, even wine. Yep. Okay. So I don't, I don't drink. That's like number one. Um, number two is really about, uh, the, the food we eat for dinner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we're eating really heavy, refined carb, white food, mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. And, and red meat, it's a problem. Yeah. So, um, you know, the diet, the, the, the dinner is really important. And then the regularity, you know, when, when we go to sleep and when we wake up, have been really consistent on that order, you know, or uh, what the word you were using before disciplined. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, and, and we don't go to bed super early, you know, we're not like an eight 30 sleep. Yep. I'm like a 10, 10 30. Um, okay. but, uh, you know, I can get a, a really good seven, eight hours and wake up at six or, yep. you know, it's five thirty. It's fine. Yeah. And you know, exercise helps. Of course. Um, we do that, but, yeah, it's really that what goes into the mouth for me. Um, yeah. Affects then, the most, yeah. Yeah, and then being able to, you know, I can get to sleep in three minutes. That's my average. Sometimes it takes longer, depending if my mind is busy. I, I might meditate or something, but, um, uh, or if my wife wants to have a chat at, you know, 10.30 at night, which can happen. Uh, <laughs> they're important, right? We've got to be yeah to that, yeah. Um, but yeah, normally if I go to, if I sleep within three minutes, I'm going to have a good night's sleep. Yeah. So what do I do to prepare? Yep. You know, it's just a system. Um, yeah. The doing thing, we don't do the separate doing thing, but I've heard that's good. I might try that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd be pushing 90% soon. Could be good. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I had a hundred percent the other night. I have a couple, I've had a couple of hundred percents. It's quite amazing actually. And did, did you notice, did you notice or feel, feel the difference before you saw the hundred percent or after you saw the hundred percent? So the sleep cycle is really interesting. It's got like the, the faces now, you know, sad, yeah, medium, good or whatever. Um, and I, I, when I have a hundred percent sleep, I know it's, it's good. Yeah. 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 And I, you press it before you see it. So it's, it doesn't give this placebo thing. So it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, sleep. Um, and you can tell someone it's tired, you know, like I've got an active mind, a, a busy young family, you know, five or six businesses. I'm busy. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's, I can sleep well. And I think just the act of measuring it allows me to sleep well. I think that's it for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's number two. What's the last one? I extended that one for you, so we'll get back on the minute train. Yeah, we should talk about that for a long time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, number three is, uh, you know, is that working week structure. So, uh, you know, I've I've interviewed and met a lot of people who are about to retire. That was my, my previous life was in wealth management, I, mm-hmm. I helped people and companies and, and move through these transitions in life, right? And the big one was from working to not working, to retirement. Yep. And uh, the biggest regret was, you know, I've worked for 40 years. 
now I retire, I'm tired, I'm sick, you know, I'm sore, um, all these sort of things. Why, why do we have that at the end of our life, right? Yeah. And so that whole start, stop, repeat concept, I think I sent you a bit of information on that. Yeah. You know, I'm writing a book at the moment on that, um, why we've got retirement wrong. You know, multiple retirements during our life has given me so much more value than retiring at the end, right? So, you know, whether it's a four-day work week, which I've done for a long time, um, mm -hmm. whether it's working in intervals where, you know, it's, it's at odd hours um, so that because, you know, the, 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 the waking hours of the day is when we build relationships, right? But if, yeah. if I'm working, you know, nine to five and not seeing my family or my, you know, my kids, um, then I don't want to put them to like bed that. and you get to, yeah. Yeah. So really hacking that work week. Now I know not yeah. everyone can do that. I know that um, people might prefer one over the other, uh, but for me, I like variety and interval training from when it comes to work. Yep. So it's really about, you know, I put down a four day work week. Um, you know, I didn't work a Wednesday for over 10 years. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, that, that time together when everyone is working feels really good, <laughs> you know, like, you know, my wife and I go to, to lunch or, you know, you know, and, and it's just a choice ultimately. Yep. Yeah. Love it. That's, mm. um, yeah, they're so unique. That's uh, they're awesome. Uh, I did want to, to to bring up one of your uh, one of your many businesses. We can't talk about them all, but I especially love the uh, the Tucker concept. So, can can you tell us a little bit about that and and how that's that's changing lives for you know um, kids at the moment? Yeah. So Tucker, the concept of Tucker was pitched to me as an investor, angel investor, um, about eighteen months ago, I think, and. Uh, it was really about mental health for our younger future leaders, right? So, you know, one of my mm -hmm. board roles is I chair a suicide prevention charity, uh, Mental Awareness Foundation, but I'm also passionate about uh, feeding our children the right food, right? Because yep. it, it permeates into all parts of their life. And we're learning more and more about that, right? So it was really to, to not, not necessarily disrupt the tuck shop, but we give the parent uh, and the child the uh, food options that are delivered by the, the person that makes the food to the school mm -hmm. within five minutes of the school bell, lunch bell. So the parent can order online um, uh, and it's uh, Tucker, so it's a bit of a play on the Aussie, right? Yeah, yeah. T-U-K-K-R.com. Um and we, we group local suppliers that are within a five-minute drive. Generally, they're catering companies uh, that mm -hmm. have been around for a long time, make great food. They deliver the food to reception and then or to the actual tuck shop, which is no longer operating in a lot of cases uh, because they're normally run by volunteers and both parents are working generally. Yep. So they're really struggling, the whole tuck shop industry. Um, yeah, and so we're... It's really exciting. We've got a few schools on board, but we've just signed up a commercial trial with one of Australia's largest after-school care providers. 
Yeah, nice. Right? So, they, you know, there's like 300. We're doing a trial in Brisbane, two schools, 300 kids a day. Uh, we're going to be feeding them beautiful breakfast and afternoon tea every day, five days a week. Um, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, and, you know, replacing the the uh, uh, the popcorn and the chips and all this kind of rubbish to, to better homemade, fresh food. Yeah. Great. So very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing. And uh, even more so, thank you so much for uh, coming on Mind Body HQ this week. And I feel like you've provided some, some massive value. I hope the, the viewers out there have got as much as I have from it. And yeah, I can't thank you enough. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, I truly hope it's been of value. Now, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about how to master your mindset, manage your stress, hack your potential even further, please go to www.mindbodyhq.com. Now, finally, don't forget to slide on over to our Instagram account, at mindbodyhq. Please let us know what you thought about today's episode.